It's good to have you guys tonight. Uh, we are on week number two uh, of our series, Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, does anybody in here like adventure movies? Yeah. yeah. You guys? When I think about my favorite adventure movies, I, I don't... They're usually never going to just about like one hero or one main person. They're usually about a whole team of heroes who journey together uh, and protect each other. Just like... Like this is one of my, my favorite uh, series of movies, and so this is just a, a small clip of it right here. Better go on You have only one choice.
must both separate you when he is summoned to a secret council. I love that scene. I love this the whole series. In case you are not aware, man, a lot of you guys have your phones out already. Man, I'm glad you guys are reading the Bible so early in the lesson tonight. That's really good of you guys. That if you have not seen that movie, that is called the, that's the first of the trilogy of Lord of the Rings. And it's the Fellowship of the Ring. You have those nine people there, the fellowship that if you have never seen this or read the books, they go through everything together um, in this, this series here, this trilogy. And uh, if you want to know what a friend should be like, just look at Sam Weiss. If you haven't seen him, he, he's the best friend ever was, besides Morgan Garcia. But whatever. So, would you like a journey to Mordor? Or if you've ever watched Stranger Things, those group of friends, you know, Journey to the Upside Down. Or um, we, we have JoJo at our house. And so a lot of the movies we watch are kids' movies. And if, you've never, if you have not seen Toy Story 4, this would make no sense, but you have... Uh, you know, or maybe you have Forky and the rest of the crew journeying through um, some creepy, with some creepy doll in an antique store. You know, you can't you can't go through life and you can't go through faith alone. And uh, you need people to walk alongside you. So on your journey of life and faith, you can't always choose what happens, but you can choose who you journey with. Uh, last week we talked about how God is the greatest journey that we can ever take because knowing God is a is an adventure and it's not a formula, right? That was last week's lesson. We said that spending time with God is, a, is an important part of that adventure. Because you can't grow in relationship with someone that you never spend time with. Correct? Right? If you get married one day and you try to stay with your spouse, but you never spend time, you never talk. How strong is that marriage going to be? Not very well. It may work for your junior high relationship now, but it's not going to work uh, when you're married. So for the next two weeks... I want to talk about two more ways tonight and next week that we can grow in our relationship with God. But spending time with God, it's, it's an important first step in knowing our Creator, but it's not the only step that we need to take. So if we want to make it on this journey toward knowing and following Jesus, we need to think about the people that we're journeying alongside with. Because other people have the power to impact our faith. So I know I said that you can choose... The people you journey with, maybe you disagree with that. Maybe you're thinking, well, I, I didn't choose my family, and they suck. You know, don't look at your siblings or whatever. Don't do that. Um, I didn't choose who I go to school with or who, who lives in my neighborhood. And I get that. You know, maybe you're thinking, I don't even have one friend that I can count on, let alone several that I can choose from. You know, if I had a choice, I would choose the people I'm around, you know, those kind of people differently. And... and you know, you're right, especially at your age now. There's only so much that you can control about your life and relationships. I understand that. I get that. I understand why you might feel powerless to control or choose the people that you have in your life. But I know that you can make you can't make perfect friends appear out of uh, just thin air. I know you can't snap your fingers and make a perfect family for yourself. I know you can't get new classmates, neighbors, uh, or teammates. Uh, but there is. Something that you have control of. There is something that you can 
do. And you can choose to invest in a few great relationships. The kind of relationships that will help move you forward on your journey of knowing God. So which relationships are those? Uh, they may not be the ones you'd expect. If you have your Bible app open, which I think a lot of you guys seem like you already do. I didn't, have the, I didn't put it in the events this week. Um, so you guys have to follow along like up here and then look up those verses. Proverbs 12, 26 is where it will be for the first one. There's a really famous proverb here. We're going to read it in a second. That, that seems to come up often in this whole conversation of choosing friends. Uh, if you're not aware what a proverb is, a proverb is just basically a short, wise saying. Um, and the Bible contains an entire book of them. Return to it. Proverbs. Proverbs 12, 26. It says, One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And turn over to the next chapter, Proverbs 13. And go to verse 20. Proverbs 13, 20. It says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Uh, that's probably not a revolutionary idea. Um, maybe you've heard the same idea said in other ways, like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Or who you spend time with is who you become. Those are pretty common idioms today. And um, these, these pieces of wisdom are so well known because they are, in fact, they're true. That's why God gives it to us in the scripture. Who you spend time with is who you become. And I can think back to when I was in high school and I had certain, you know, different pockets of friends that were different. You know, I had my, my friends from church and I had some friends I played basketball with and I had friends I sat at the lunch table with and I, I acted differently within each one of those pockets. Um, right? Anybody else do that? Yeah, most of them. That's, that's kind of what we do. So who you spend time with is who you become. We become like the people we surround ourselves with. And so if we want to get closer to Jesus... It would make sense to surround ourselves with people who also want to get closer to Jesus, correct? Right? Okay, you all hear that? That would make sense. If you want to get closer to Jesus, surround yourself with people who also want to get closer to Jesus. Um, I don't know what's gotten into this dude here lately. Um, I say he's not here tonight, but Cody. Um, I'm, something happened to Cody here recently, and, and God has lit a fire in his, in his life, and it's cool to see what, what's going on in his life. Um, we meet, there's a few of us guys that meet on Tuesday mornings for breakfast. Um, fellas, y'all are more than welcome. Ladies, I don't like you. Um, no. And so, do what? Yeah, no. And so, um, and so we meet for breakfast on Tuesdays at 6 in the morning. Um, it's a little struggle to get, it, get there because it is 6 a.m. Uh, but I think it's God will reward the effort. But uh, Cody led our high school guys group this last week. Um, this is the end of Disciple Now. We're going to be taking our photos. And uh, he, he called his boys aside and said, hey, let me pray for you guys. You know, surround yourself with people. These are the kind of people that you need to be surrounding yourself with if you want to grow closer to Christ. It's been cool to sit here and talk to him. He came to my office last Thursday night. We talked for probably, I don't know, about an hour and a half, two hours. And it was just good to see what God is doing. Uh, and to see how he's, God's using him to, to further his kingdom and, and draw people to him. But who we let influence us, it's a big deal. 
the people we choose to have around us can impact us in some pretty significant ways. Whether it's the words that we say or the things that we watch, the way we treat people or the way we think about God, the people in our lives, they have the power to lead us toward good or toward harm. I had several youth pastors growing up. Um, my mom is here. She can attest to this. Um, I feel like, I, like just in junior high, I feel like I had three. I don't know if that's correct or not, but I had several just in junior high. And I don't know if you know it, if you're not good at math, junior high is two years. I feel like I had three. Um, it's crazy. Anyways, we've got this guy named Craig. This is Craig and I. This is um, the night that I was ordained to become a minister. Um, so he came and he was like my, my speaker. We had a big special service. And he came and, and spoke and prayed over me um, that night. And so Craig was there. He moved to Green. I think I was a sophomore, if I remember correct. Um, and this guy kind of came in and helped shape me into the guy I am today. And so that's how you know who to blame a lot about who I am, especially as a youth pastor. He taught me a lot. So through conversations, through meals, through going to his house and watching the World Cup at 3 a.m. and screaming quietly because everybody else fell asleep, uh, he showed me what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And he kind of showed me the ropes of what it means to be a youth pastor. Like I said, I was his intern um, for a couple years. I was a sophomore in high school. Well, I guess I was a junior this trip. I was a junior, and he said, hey, we're going to go to, uh, we're having a fun trip soon, um, and you're planning the whole thing. And I remember this was, the internet was around, but not like it really is today. Um, so that means I had to make a lot of phone calls, talking to people, real people, not computers. And, uh, yeah. And so he, he put a lot of faith in me as a junior and said, hey, you're going to plan this trip. If it fails, it fails, and it's on you. If it succeeds, it succeeds, and it's on you. Um, a lot of stress, but uh, it, it worked out. But he wasn't afraid to challenge me. Um, he wasn't afraid to call me out when I was screwing up. Uh, he told me like it was, and he will still do that today. Uh, I can call him up for anything, and he'll still answer. He'll still offer advice, still rebuke me if I need that, if I need to be corrected. Like I said, he has no... No hesitation to do that. That's the kind of people you need in your life. In some ways, this relationship was a, uh, a byproduct of circumstances that happened. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have crossed paths with him when I did. Because it was weird. So I had this kid, this friend of mine. His name was Travis Dindy. His dad was a Texas Ranger, not a baseball player. The, uh, you know, the, the law enforcement guys. So he was here stationed in the middle and met him. And then he moved away in sixth grade. And then the Texas Ranger that came in and moved him... Um, was uh, I just lost his name on what's his name Barry Caver Barry Caver came in and he became the, the uh, Texas Ranger for this little area or one of the guys that replaced um, Travis's dad and so uh, he came in uh, their family started attending a church as well and then uh, eventually a few years later I was serving on the, uh, the search committee for a new youth pastor and one of the ladies on there was Barry's wife and uh he said, hey, I have my brother-in-law's youth pastor, and he's looking for a church. Let me give him a call. And then it ended up being Craig Yates. Craig came down. And just through some crazy circumstances, me having to lose a friend who I love dearly, we hung out with him a lot. He left, and then, then this new family came in. And several years later, Craig came in. Just to kind of see how God orchestrated all that was pretty crazy. But, you know, I had a choice. I had a choice to make whether or not I wanted to spend time with Craig. Um, you know, you may see me and be like, I never want to talk to you, Ryan, ever in my life. And that's fine. That's your choice. Um, I chose to spend time with Craig. I chose to reach out to him. He, he chose to reach out to me. And the, the relationship that we had was a choice. And the choices, the relationship that you have are choices as well. 
You know, he would call me, he would, he would uh, pick me up. When my house burned down, he was the first one to show up and take me to get some, some new clothes to wear the next day to school. Um, and so this relationship here helped me grow closer to Jesus in some pretty, pretty significant ways. Uh, there's another relationship that helped me grow as well, and this one might be a little surprising uh, given the scripture that we just got the reading a couple minutes ago. Uh, so I, I, my first youth ministry, I was in the big town of O'Donnell, Texas. You guys know where O'Donnell, Texas is? It's a huge town. There's like maybe a thousand people. Maybe. So I was there. I was 19 years old. And they said, hey, you can be our youth pastor, which was pretty terrifying. Um, so they, they gave me a chance, but God did some cool things there. So I, we moved there um, in May of 2003, moved to Dallas. I was going to Dallas to work at a church in Oak Cliff. Anybody know where Oak Cliff and Dallas is? Oak Cliff and Dallas. Yeah, you know where Dallas is. Oak Cliff is um, the southern part of Dallas. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty rough area of Dallas. Um, a lot of gangs and other fun things happening around and on our church campus. So going from that to that was a big change. But anyways, so I moved to Dallas. This church was just a part-time church. So I needed to find another job in order to pay the bills. And so I reached back out to Lids, who I had worked out here, and they put me in a store in uh, Mesquite. So I started out as like this little bit part-time, uh, what's called a third key. Um, but my boss there, he was not a believer, like in any sense of the form. In any way, he did not want anything to do uh, with God, which is amazing because he survived a motorcycle wreck where he slid off his motorcycle, slid off, like went over like an overpass and down onto the next level of roads, and he still survived. And he's like, there's no God, but whatever. And so out of the six of us that worked there, uh, the only two of us were believers. And uh, never really having worked in an environment where um, being a believer, I was a minority, because it was either working at Lids, where, like here in town, uh, where we all were believers. Uh, we're working in churches where my coworkers more than likely believed in Jesus, hopefully. Um, to work in this environment was completely different and foreign to me. So I had to be more intentional. It challenged me to, to, uh, to pray more for these people specifically for their, their salvation. It, it changed how I spoke. You know, was, I, was I turning more into them? Like, like the way they spoke, the things they said and did? Or did I stand my ground and show them who Christ was? You know, I had to be more intentional how I acted. Um, and so it was a lot different. So I grew in that time based on my having to, to, to live differently in front of them. You know, maybe you, when you heard me get ready to tell that story, maybe you expect me to talk about how about our relationship changed them um, for the better. Um, to my knowledge, um, those other guys have, have never given their life to Christ. Um, that's, that's why I want to share it. Yes, I've, I've grown closer to God because of my relationship with people who know God, but at the same time, I've also grown closer to God because of my relationship with people who don't know God. And Jesus spent a lot of time with people who didn't yet believe in him. A lot of people. There was a, a lot of people who physically, literally followed Jesus around physically, but yet hadn't yet decided to follow him with their lives. In Mark 2, we have this story here. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes, the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners, 
and tax collectors said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So Jesus constantly spent time with sinners and people who made the religious leaders angry. He tells us to do the exact same thing. Jesus didn't show up for dinner with this group of people by accident. His relationships with them were a choice. And he sought these people out on purpose, and he tells us to do the exact same thing. And of course, a major reason why we should spend time with people who don't know Jesus is so we can introduce them to Jesus, correct? That should be a main part of why we spend time with these people. But that's not what I want to talk about tonight. Time wants to think about the passages of scriptures that we've read so far today. Both of these passages clearly teach us that our relationships are a choice, not an accident. But these passages also seem, on the surface, that they send very different messages, right? Now, how do we make sense of these two seemingly opposing messages of make sure you spend time with Christians so you can you know, grow together, and make sure you spend time with non-believers so you can grow closer to God with people who aren't like you? It's, they're kind of different, right? You guys see that? Those two messages are a little bit opposing of each other. And so, here are a few questions I want you guys to think about. I'm not going to make you answer them out loud. Um, you're actually going to get into this a little bit more, I believe, in your small group time. So these are some questions I'm going to throw on here. Think about them, because again, we're going to be talking about those here in a few moments. Why is it important to surround myself with people who follow Jesus? Again, just think about it. Because you're going to be talking about it in a minute, so think what you're going to say. In just a moment. Why is it also important to have relationships with people who don't follow Jesus? How can close relationships with people who don't know Jesus help me grow closer to Christ? What are the dangers of having close relationships with people who don't follow Jesus? The last one, how do I balance having relationships with people who know Jesus and people who don't? Every relationship you have will impact your faith in some way. So the question that you need to answer is this. Can this relationship help me grow closer to God or not? Our relationships with other believers should help us get closer to God. But the question is, are they? Your friends that you have now that are believers, when you're together and you're hanging out, are you growing closer to Christ because of your interactions together? They should be. And our relationships with people who don't believe in Jesus can also help us get closer to God. Um, or they could very easily do the opposite. So if you want to make it on this journey of follow, or this adventure of following Jesus, you're going to need people to join you on this journey. You can't control every relationship that comes your way, but you can choose to pull back from the ones that, that are leading you away from Jesus and to invest in, in more of the ones that will help you grow because your relationships are a choice, not an accident. 
God, thank you for this chance tonight just to um, speak truth about the importance of finding right friends, finding the, the people who help us grow closer to you. God, may we be a light to those who, who may not know you yet. May we be the ones who are bold and, and believe in you so much and believe and, and love our friends so much that we do not want them to spend eternity away from us and away from you. May we have a desire in our hearts and, a, and just a burning in our hearts to see our lost friends come to know you. If we truly believe, if we truly love those friends, God, we would share the best news that we have. I pray for those who uh, may have friends that maybe um, are, not, are not a good influence on us. God, may, may we think about those relationships some more. Maybe we um, make some changes with those and we Focus more on you, God. Pray for this next little bit of time to go into our small groups, God. May they be challenged uh, to look at their friendships, their relationships, and to see what it is they may need to do differently, God. Shame I pray. Amen.